With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, Doris. Hey, looking good. Track looks really nice today. Did you uh, just scrub it hard for me? Nice. Yeah. Did you get in all those uh, nooks and crannies nice and sparkling? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, see, see Doris. See ya. Klaus. Klaus. Have you noticed that Doris is looking um, kind of beefy? She's, <laughs> she's a bit chunky. She's chunked up. She's just straight out fat. I mean, I said it last episode, it's good that our 94-year-old has gained some weight. But damn, she is a big bitch now. <laughs> hey, did, uh, also, did you see that Volkswagen said that Audi and Porsche uh, have been given the green light to go into F1? Yeah. If only it wasn't the 43rd time this year that I've heard that. Am I right, Klaus? Am I right? But no, no, please take this towel off me. Thank you. Oh, oh, wow, oh. I need to make my way down to the jacuzzi to get nice and wet. Ooh, have a bit of a soak and then get in the sun. Sun's out, bun's out, am I right? And speaking of wet, it's now time to hand the mic over to a man. A man that wears flotation devices around women so he doesn't drown that man. Is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is... Right, ladies and gentlemen, it's a beautiful, glorious day here because it's your main squeeze, Goldie, aka the Goldabotomous, suns out, buns out, and those buns are getting nice and toasty under the gorgeous sun at the Pimp International Racing Circuit. $57 billion, 92 miles long if you don't mind, 49 straights, 90 corners, 39 chicanes, Woo! And if you look over there, yeah, just past the horizon there, you see it? Can you see, can you see it over there? Yeah? 
Well, that there, boys and girls, that, that is my Fermi. So just go ahead, park it on up in there as it is the Park It In My Fermi show, the number one Comedy F1 podcast going around in the world today. According to my mum, that is. We have all the news, opinions, discussions, results, reviews, previews, love triangles, Vegas talks, and more. Episode 125. We've done 125 of these things. Creeping up on you like Bill Cosby with a couple of drinks, but don't be a gloomy Gus if you've missed out on the previous 124. They're over there on the greatest website ever created, parkingbyfermate.com, the number one site online that doesn't contain naked boobies yet. But I ask and beg that you look down at that podcast listing device of yours. It doesn't even matter what it is. And just apply a little bit of pressure as you spank that subscribe and follow button. That way you get to be the first in the world to hear my sexy, soothing, smooth sounds three times a week. And there ain't a damn thing wrong about going for a little slap and ticker with the quarter bottomers three times a week. Whoop! But what the hell are we going to talk about today? I, 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 I don't know. How about F1 just going to Las Vegas, baby? What does that mean for Formula One and the North Americans as well as the team performances so far this season? Are they doing better or worse than we expected in a segment I like to call over and under? As well as another five-star review and much, much more. But first, please... I look out into the crowd of 46 million and I think to myself, you're looking uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't like the way you look right now. No, 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 don't run away. I'm just speaking the hard truth, Klaus, am I wrong? Look at them. Look at all 33 million of them. Do they look comfortable right now? No, exactly right. So I ask you to please change into a nice embroidered pimp silk robe. Like some candles, rub the oils. From head to tippy-toe, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, so that's uh, P10. Yeah, sorry about that. Result, beautiful hard work. Is there even a point for that position? Uh, yeah, yeah, we do get a point. That was a tough day in the office, guys. Thank you so much for trying. Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That is... Exactly what you need to do. Go ahead. Don't dilly-dally like your homegirl Sally from the Valley. Go give those socials a little bit of a little bit of a tap. A little bit of a gentle light spanking. Let them know who's boss. That's it. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm looking over there, Klaus, and I can see Doris in her yellow bikini. Jesus Christ. Doris, please cover up. You're getting you're getting kind of heavy. She's 87 years old. She's doing okay, but Klaus, what's going on with her? You're 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 pretty friendly with Doris. I know she's your cousin. I know you had a little fling. They used to fool around and kiss behind the dumpsters. I know. I don't think I didn't know. I saw the websites. But Klaus, what's going on? She's getting fat. She's as fat as a house. What what the hell's happening to Doris? But anyway, we move on. So it's just been announced. That Formula One is heading to Vegas, baby. Whoa! I don't think I can say the word Vegas without saying baby behind it because I'm that damn excited. It's been rumored for some time and it just makes sense for F1 to do this. I'll go into detail with the impact that F1 is having in the little US a bit later on. But we need to talk about Vegas in particular. Why, of all the cities 
Did Formula One choose Vegas? And what does an F1 event look like there? And with the layout being shared as well, we can start to debate as to whether or not racing there will be any good or are we just going to have a new Monaco on the calendar? And that's the first point I really want to dive into. The Monaco on the calendar. See, old fans of Formula One go bonkers for Monaco. They love the visuals it provides, the history behind it and the legacy around it. The problem with catering exclusively to older fans is eventually they die. That's right, boys and girls. Old people die. What the FIA and Formula One are trying to do now is start appealing to the young audience. Start putting out a sexy product for people to really get behind. I mean, after all, Ferrari, they're doing their part with Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. Woo! That's exactly what he is! Smooth operator! Smooth operator! Uh, 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 smooth operator! And ultimately, what does the new generation of Formula One need more than anything? They need their iconic track. They need their one track that they can get a full throbbing hood when it appears on the calendar. Ask yourself this. What new tracks on the calendar get the people excited? They get the blood flow going right down to the plums just right. Get them ripe for the plucking. There aren't any. Not any that I can think of straight away. But are there any iconic tracks that we like that are going to be our version of Monaco? I'm thinking Vegas could be it. Vegas has those bright lights, the casino. It's going to bring in the stars. The uber-rich of the US will be heading there for that race each and every year, circling it on the calendar. Another bonus is that they've announced the race will be on a Saturday night. Oh my freaking God, that is brilliant. Saturday night under the bright lights of Vegas. If Cirque du Soleil doesn't incorporate little Yuki Tsunoda into a nice little performance there, it'll be an opportunity that has been missed but it won't really be their fault because Yuki won't be driving in Formula 1 next year, am I right? Take that one to the bank, or better yet, one of those fabulous casinos on the strip. Woo! But a Saturday night race will be amazing. It means it will be on a lovely Sunday morning here in Australia and people in the UK get to suffer for once. Oh my gosh. Although, I don't want to hear it from you guys. It's about damn time that this global sport of Formula 1 is actually going to more places around the globe. Hey UK, I love you guys, and I'm sorry for the Australian Grand Prix coming up. That one's going to be a bit brutal for you, but hey, I just had to wake up at 3am on Monday morning to watch the Saudi Arabian GP. So I mean, yeah, come on, it's a worldwide event, baby, it's worldwide. But let's talk a little bit about the circuit itself, because this is going to divide a few people, I believe. Because I've heard other podcasters already say how much they're going to hate it. They don't like it. But I don't hate it. It's a street circuit. It's the second longest street circuit on the calendar behind Jeddah and the third longest track on the calendar that year. It's got a straight that's going down the Vegas Strip that I think will look amazing. But being a street circuit, there are a few 90 degree turns. And the outline of the circuit itself kind of looks like a pig. I think if we went there with the cars from last year, it would be a horrible, disgusting track for Formula One. Especially when the city is surrounded by miles and miles of desert for them to build whatever kind of circuit and track 
they wanted. They could have still had the lights in the background there. It would have looked amazing. See, last episode, we did a whole big segment on the best circuits in Formula One history that allow overtaking. Why not just replicate that in the desert? And in the background, then you've got those bright lights of Vegas. It will just look fantastic. And I get that they want to be part of the strip in Vegas. That's the whole lure of it. Have those cars zooming down there, get those photo ops, get those every, yeah. But when we're watching it on TV, we aren't going to be amazed by the atmosphere of the strip. It'll be like when we watch Monaco on TV and it would just be barriers, sponsor signs with the occasional super yacht and bikini babe that gets crofty or hot and bothered. But it's 2022, baby. We have little tiny cars that love that dirty air. And once we visit Baku and Monaco, we'll get a really, really, really good indication as to whether or not it's going to be a good idea to be doing a street circuit around Vegas. And, and whether or not it's actually necessary. What's really messed up is that they tried 31 different track variations and they settled on the one that you've seen online right now. Really? This was the fucking winner? Jesus Christ, I'd hate to see what those other 30 look like. But alas, I think it could work. It's not, I, I don't know if it's going to wow people, but I'm getting more of a Baku vibe from this one than a Monaco one. So like Baku, hopefully it can produce some magic and Charles Leclerc isn't acting so stupid. But we now have a very special edition of your stat of the week. I'm a stat man. Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stat time. Yeah. Oh, so much stats. So many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Special edition stat man. Woo, I am a stat man. So with Vegas getting the nod for a new race, let's break down the numbers of the next big track to join the calendar. And it's crazy to even think about because Miami hasn't even happened yet. So they've announced that Vegas is going to be a thing before the second US race has even been run for the first time. See, we talked earlier about how long it is. It's going to be a 6.12 kilometer long circuit. 14 corners. Really? Really? 14 corners? You pull up that track schematic and you look at turn 10. Is that a corner? That corner is so straight, it's about to go out and pick up some members of the opposite sex. That's how straight that corner is. But there are a lot of straights on the track. It's going to be a very, very fast one indeed. Simulations predict it will hit top speeds of 342 kilometers per hour. That's 212 miles for you other boys and girls out there. It will be very similar to what goes on at Monza and Jeddah. She's going to be fucking quick. The straight is going to be two kilometers long. Reminded me of a bit of a Baku vibe. So it's about as long as Big Dick Danny Rick going down the strip. Whew. I'm so excited to see them blast past the old Caesars Palace and wave at the disappointments that were the 1981 and 1982 Grand Prix. But like I mentioned, it'll take place on a Saturday, which I don't mind one little bit and will be 50 laps if you don't mind. Saturday night in Vegas means they're probably going to have to have the police station around the track to test for alcohol on the driver's breaths. But then I thought that might actually be a bad idea, especially in the US, 
and having a black driver in the field. He was probably going to be pulled over multiple times during the race. And finally, the Vegas race will be one of three Grand Prix held in the US next season. Last time we saw a country hold three GPs was in 2020 when Italy stepped up to the plate and took on the role during the COVID-riddled season and Max Verstappen fucked up in all three races. How's that for your stats of the week? Bada bada bee, ba ba bada bo. He's a stat man. Yeah, I am. Ooh, that was a good stat. I'm straight. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Ba ba da ba dee, ba 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 da bo, ba 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 da bo, da ba dee, ba 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 da bo. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. USA and Formula One. It's a beautiful thing to see. Let me ask you this. Think back to high school when you're just out of high school, going to college, whatever it is. When the world was good and we were all happy and not miserable little cunts. You remember that first girlfriend or boyfriend you had? That first love? And those first few months you're holding in your farts? You wake up early to put on some makeup, ladies, and then climb back in the bed so you look gorgeous when you wake up? Fellas, you buy some new outfits, pick up the check at the dinner. Things are good. You're humping like rabbits. Candles are lit, music playing, the lighting just right. You're going nice and slow. Probably listen to this podcast while doing it. It's the only way I can keep an erection. Everything is perfect. Well, look around you right now. You see, F1 is in love. It's in love with the USA. It's in love big time. Falling head over heels and I don't blame them. Did you know there's a Netflix show called Drive to Survive? Well, apparently, that's done pretty well over there in the US, and it's now led to there being three races on the calendar in the US next season. Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Miami, coming up in a couple of uh, weeks' time, and now Las Vegas. I love America. You guys know how to put on events. The Super Bowl's amazing. WrestleMania is coming up this weekend. That always looks spectacular. It's going to be huge. They've hosted a few Olympics. Your roads and buildings are massive. You've carved presidents' heads into the side of a fucking mountain. (laughs) You know they're going to host the shit out of the F1 in Miami and Las Vegas. And we already know that they know what they're doing in Texas. Largest audience ever in Formula One. Not just because Shaq was there on the podium as well. But my God, can we please take a moment to remember this Gridwalk Hall of Famer for the show, Martin Brundle with Megan The Stallion. Klaus, roll it. Yeah, it is. Uh, And that's a very big bloke in front of her, I don't think. Uh, Megan, Martin Brundle from British Television. How are you? Megan The Stallion, you're a a freestyle rapper. Um, I think she's happy. Okay, boss. You're a freestyle rapper. Have you got any rap for us today on Formula One? <laughs> I have no rap today. I'm sorry. Well, who are you support? Who are you supporting in the race? Uh, I can do that because I did. Yeah. Okay. 
she seemed very happy to talk, didn't she? That was very nice of her, and I appreciate that. But all of you now, I ask you, close your eyes. No, 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 stop picturing me naked. Stop it. <laughs> oh, you guys. Okay, okay, keep going. Keep going. Yeah, that's it. You like that? But no, picture the globe. Picture a map of the world. Do you guys have any idea how fucking big the US is? How big other places are in the world other than Europe? North America is massive. South America is massive. Africa's massive. Australia's massive. Asia is massive. You know what continent isn't huge? It's fucking Europe. So let's go through the continents from largest to smallest. Asia, number one. Africa, North America, then South America, then Australia, and then Europe. Dead last. So now let's look at a list of from where the Grand Prix are from most to least. Europe. Smallest continent has 10 of the 22 races this season. Asia has six. North America, four. Australia, one. South America, one. Africa has zilch. The smallest continent gets the most races. Okay. All right, well, hey, okay. Let's look. Formula One is European. Monaco, Ferrari. It's been ingrained in their culture and history. Italy, Germany, England, Silverstone. British Grand Prix. It's what it's what it is. And I agree. But I don't want to hear that we can't have three races in the US. I think to be perfectly honest with you, we can go even more. I want there to be six or seven races in North America in total. Five races in the US, one in Canada, and I don't know, maybe maybe we just bin Mexico. Look. It's cool visually. Driving through the baseball stadium, the fans are crazy and wild, and I kind of like that. And Perez on the podium last year was amazing, but the race kind of sucks. It's kind of boring. I'd like to see South America get another one. Argentina has been huge in Formula One. Set up a half-decent track, make it interesting. And of the six Asian races, three are in the Middle East, with probably a fourth going to be announced shortly to replace the Russian Grand Prix in Qatar. So when I say Asia, you know I ain't talking about China and Malaysia. No, no, no. I get it though. I get it. There's money in Europe. But I think there is a strong case that with a new audience emerging in the US, a younger audience at that, and they're really, really getting into the sport, F1 shouldn't stop at just three races in the US. Go for a fourth or maybe a fifth. Rotate them around. Get Germany back on for the love of God. You can fuck Spain right off, though. Alonso's about to retire anyway. And I mean, Carlos Sainz. Smooth operator. Ooh, that's what he is. Smooth operator. Smooth operator. Smooth. I mean, what the thing about Carlos Sainz is he is loved everywhere. Because of his gorgeous hair, beautiful smile, and I wanna. I just wanna oil up and down his body and grab onto him like he was a pole and I was a student putting myself through college. Whoop! Dominicali said that there could be up to 30 races a season. Look, 30 might be a bit much. Calm the fuck down, Stefano. But they certainly need to shake shit up. Zanvort, love you guys over there. Love you. But hey, you can just fuck right off. 
Imola's overrated. Yes, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Fuck that off. Maybe give Monaco a rest. Oh, give us a chance to miss it first. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. But we aren't here to talk about what tracks need to go and which ones need to stay. Because I think personally the Albert Park circuit in Melbourne needs to get the fuck out of here. I still think Australia should have a Grand Prix. Don't get me wrong. I'd love it to be here still. But hey, we've seen what tracks work and what ones don't. Let's build something similar to the ones that work and not just try and make up and invent these bullshit ones now. If F1 wants to be serious about being a business and making some money, yeah, I know. I know it makes a lot already. But making even more money? Then look at your F2 and your F3 drivers. Where are they from? Should we be look at building the sport in those countries, getting people behind their fellow countrymen and women and considering racing there? Car racing isn't a European sport. Formula One isn't European. It's now worldwide. We need to go to places around the globe where the sport can be shared and viewed by millions, where it can have a truly global reach and continue to grow and make money. For 70-ish years, your focus has predominantly been Europe. Look what happens now that you've taken a step outside and dipped your toe into the US market. You've got a nation of Americans with a fucking trombone for Formula One. They're throbbing hood, baby. But what do you guys think? Should F1 continue to expand in the US by adding more races there? Let me know on the socials at Parker and my fair mate, Twitter, Facebook, Insta, Graham. Plus, I fired up. I cannot stop looking at Doris, though. Doris, put down the food. Look, they're thirsty. Give them double Midoris on ice. Stat. So I'm looking right up there. Austin, Caleb, Chris, John. They, they're thirsty. They're parched. Quench them. Quench their thirst. Jesus Christ, class. What are we going to do? You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a couple of phone calls. And a few other fat farms around here. See what we can do for Doris because I'm worried because she's 117. I mean, she's getting too fat now. She's getting too fat. All right, you look after the people. I'll be back in just a second, okay? Cheers. For generations, people would watch cars go by until they finally wanted them to go by fast. Racing was then born. And who is going to talk about all the racing? Why, Caldi, of course. Welcome to the Pocket in My Ferme Show, the number one comedy F1 podcast in the world. Here's your host, Caldi. <laughs> what a massive first half. We talked all things Vegas, baby. And the US igniting the world on fire with their love of F1 shining brightly through. But don't you dare go anywhere. We have a massive, massive, massive second half. Five-star reviews and a couple of other cheeky little surprises as well. Also, we need to start getting ready for that Australian Grand Prix. So make sure you subscribe and follow on your podcast listening device to make sure you don't miss a damn thing. Woo! Klaus, 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 Klaus. Baby, baby. Woo! Yeah, that's it. That's it. Fade it slow. Nice and slow. And up again. And up again. <laughs> oh, and slow. And down again. And down again. All right. Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook. 
Twitter, and Instagram. That is exactly what you need to do. You know what you need to do. Links in description. Go to those socials of choice. Go give them a little like. Slide into those DMs. Slide in. My arms are wide open. I'll catch you. If you're sliding a little bit too quickly and you're worried there's a wall coming up, you're doing a bit of a Latifi, doing a bit of a Mick Schumacher, going to red flag this whole thing. No, 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 no. Called upon us to just step in. Arms wide open. Embrace you and never let you go. And then you're going to try and run away. And I'm not going to let you. And then it gets weird. And you call the police. And there's a restraining order. That's what's going to happen when you go and like the socials. Woo! (laughs) Doris, I've called you over here. Klaus and I are a little bit concerned because even during this episode, even during the recording right now in front of the millions at the Pimp International, you seem to just be getting bigger. You're getting bigger and bigger and I don't know what's going on. Talk to me. What's happening? What was that? You're not feeling well. What? Klaus, what, what is she on about? Yeah, we got something we need to tell you. Klaus, what, what has happened? What did you and Doris do? Did you do this? Yeah, she's she's pregnant. I gave her the breakfast and my Wiener schnitzel and then all of a sudden... Klaus, you idiot! You don't sleep with the help. She's here to scrub the circuit and hand out double Midoris on ice. Look up there. Look up there. You see the legends up there? You see them getting thirsty right now? They've got no one there giving them double Midoris on ice because we've got a fat pregnant woman right here. She's 98 years old. All right, I'm sure you thought she couldn't get pregnant, but this is Doris. She's virile. She's fertile. She's ready to go. And you knew that, Klaus. How dare you? And now I've got to pay for her maternity leave? No. 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 She ain't getting a cent. She ain't getting a... What's that, Doris? What, you're a bit upset? Oh, no. Oh, Klaus. It's happening now. Do something, Klaus. Do something. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Klaus. What is that? Oh my god. Oh my- Klaus, this isn't an ordinary baby. Oh my god, this isn't just your standard baby. This baby- This baby appears to be legendary. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have a new legend joining the Legends Club today. He's gone to the Patreon. He signed up and become a true legend. 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 <laughs> oh my. I can't believe it's him. I've been talking to him for some time now, Klaus. And Doris, you should be very proud that you two made this baby. This legend baby. Already grown up, mind you. Well, Legend, you go join the others in the Legends Club because it's very nice to welcome you to the show. The newest legend, everybody on your feet, get ready to greet. His name is Anthony. Oh my, that's exactly right. Welcome, fellow legend. <laughs> US legend joining the Legends Club is Anthony. He's on his way up there right now. 
I could, oh my gosh, he's sprinting. Anthony, slow down. Slow down, you're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> oh, Klaus, look at him go. That's your son, by the way. Yeah, yeah, well done. Oh, Mazeltov. I don't know. Anyway, he's run off there. He's in the penthouse suite there, the, the corporate suites, the skyboxes there. He's got unlimited access to double Midoris on ice. Woo! Also, don't forget, because you're now a legend, you're part of the Legends Club, if you head over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash mate. link in description. Well, look, you know already all my cherubs and muffins out there, you know, because you're my podcast audience, I give you 5% off at the merch store, parkingmyfermate.com slash merch. But, but if you sign up to be a legend like Anthony has, my man, he's got himself an extra 20% off on top of that 5% if he so inclines by heading over with his super secret code from the Patreon page. But welcome. I mean, I can see up there the handshakes, the firm handshakes all around, the high fives, the hugs. Oh, it's it's a celebration up there, and I can't wait to join you guys after the show, but I've still got a little bit more I need to talk about, so settle in. You've got Austin, Caleb, Chris, John, making you feel welcome, I'm sure, and welcome, the newest member, Anthony. Whoop. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I am very excited. I'll be reaching out to you. We'll be sliding into your DMs after the show. And that's another perk as well. You sign up. Yes, I'll always be happy to chat to you. But the live race commentary, if you guys want to chat during the race, oh, I'll definitely have the phone now. Slide in those DMs. We'll have a nice little back and forth. And you guys get to vote on the polls on the Patreon as well. So welcome one more time. A little bit of a round of applause for Anthony in the Legends Club. Whoop! Thank you, Anthony. You listen to the show, you give it five stars. You go to Apple Podcasts and you give it five stars. What are you waiting for? Give it five, give it five, not four, not six, but give it five. And I'll read your review out on the show, no matter what you say. I just want you to know, give it five stars. Give it five stars, give it five stars. And I will read it out. go now and give it five stars and i will read out your review no matter what you say slide into your dms like every day five stars i sound like an angel can you tell i made this whole thing up a five star Oh my God, I cannot tell at all. You do sound perfect, Goldie, from a couple of weeks ago. Well, the segment, I mean, the intro sort of speaks for itself. It's the five-star review segment. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to have something you wrote down, read out onto the show, you just head over to your Apple podcast or your iTunes. Make sure you download, of course, subscribe, listen to it on there as well. Give it a nice review. All five-star reviews will be read out on the show, and we've got another banger for you today. This time from Harold. He's chucked a little cheeky five-star review up there. He says, I was listening to the show before Formula One was even invented, and my Fermi has been anticipating a parking, and I cannot wait 
until I receive it. Five stars, baby. Harold! Harry, my boy! Thank you so much for the five-star review. If you want your five-star review read out on the show for the millions and millions and millions. What do we got, Klaus? What were the numbers, the final numbers at the gate here? What was it? 39 and a half million people. And that, and that increased by one when Doris gave birth. What a show today. And if you want your five-star review read out, well, Apple Podcast or iTunes, five stars, baby. And it could be anything. It doesn't need to be positive. It doesn't even need to be about the show. I'll read it out. You want to tell a loved one that you love them or that you hate them? I, I don't care. It'll get read out. Five stars. Go leave it on iTunes right now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But uh, a little bit of a new segment time, yeah? And when we have a new segment, we have a new opener and it goes a little bit like this. Sometimes we try our best. Sometimes we do. And sometimes our best is not good enough. But it's now time for the number one segment in all of podcasting. Number one. Over. And under. It's over and under. It's over and it's under. With wonder and plunder. So that's the uh, <laughs> oh, that's the opener for over and under, and we are never ever going to get sick and tired of playing those little sick, uh, songs over and over again. Now look, if you can suggest other songs that have the word under in it over and over, or over in it over and over, I'll be glad to take them. But right now we're going with corrupts. It's over and uh, is it Evanescence? going under they're the songs we're going with right now because we are looking at all 10 teams and we will see whether or not they are overperforming from where we think they will be or whether or not they are underperforming yeah it's pretty fucking simple and this is the kind of shit you force me to do when we don't have a 52 week calendar all right if i had races on this weekend i'd talk about those but instead we're going with a little cheeky over and under we have a list of the teams below and i'll be going through them in order of where they're sitting currently on the constructors ladder so without further ado let's get ready for a little bit of an over and under so first off we need to talk about williams they're bottom of the ladder right now 
They've got a driver that keeps crashing out. His name is Nicholas Latifi. Because you're a rich boy and you know you can't drive and it doesn't really matter anyway. You can rely on your old man's money. You can rely on your old man's That's exactly what you can do. Go ahead and rely on it, young man, because you're going to need to because right now Williams are spending a lot of time and effort putting your car back together. And are Williams performing over where we expect them or under? Well, I mean... That's right. Sing it, girl. Where's it going? Is it is it going over or is it... Oh, you're, now you're going under. Okay. Williams are underperforming right now. They scored points last year. All right, Nicholas Latifi scored points. They were looking half decent. George Russell was getting into Q3. They don't even have moments of brilliance right now. You've got Latifi sliding off the track, causing red flags. Albon, is he even racing? I can't even see him out there. He's been so camouflaged in the field. Like, what the hell is he even doing? He's He's going under the radar. So Williams definitely under. Moving on to the next team where they've got Seb Vettel coming back this week. All right, so I can't really put too much blame on him. Alongside him is Lance Stroll. Because you're a rich boy, and you you know you can't drive, and it doesn't really matter anyway. Uh, You can rely on your old man's money. You can rely on your old man's money. That's what you can do. Go ahead and rely on his old man's money. But are they overperforming right now? (laughs) That's it. They're also going under. They're horrible right now. They might be the worst teams. I actually think they're doing worse. Okay, calm down. Stop singing over me, please. God damn. The house bands today, they're just getting a bit too rowdy. Right? A bit too fired up. But Aston Martin, they're definitely underperforming. Right? Definitely 100% underperforming because, I mean, the Mercedes engines killed them. The car looks brilliant. They do look good while driving, but they're going backwards. I mean, they're getting retirements left, right, and center. One of them's getting COVID. Hulkenberg doesn't know what he's doing. Neck hurts too much. You know, Lance Stroll, eh, he had a couple of moments here or there, but still, they're not looking too good. Next up on the list is McLaren, and I think you know what's happening. That's it. I'm going to turn you down. I'm going to turn you down because you keep singing that damn loud. McLaren. What the hell have happened to McLaren? Lando Norris did okay on the weekend, but Big Dick Danny Rick, give your girl the bone. Darren Avocado, the large one, he's nowhere to be seen. He's back hanging out there at the back of the grid. He wants to hang out with, you know, the medical car at the start. That's what he wants to do. He's so far back. They're really going backwards quickly. They need upgrades and upgrades fast. I'm predicting Imola's when they're going to bring them in. I've heard Mercedes actually bring some for Australia, which I'm very excited to see. But I wouldn't get too excited about McLaren until after Imola. But yeah, they're definitely underperforming. That one's not even close. Coming up now, Alpha Tauri. Now, this one is a little bit closer, but still. They're underperforming as well. They are. I mean, if you can't get Yuki Tsunoda even out there right now, because right now he's can't even qualify in Jeddah. He goes out there to start the race. He can't even get out there because the car won't make it to the grid. He's underperforming. I mean, well, the team is. It's not really his fault that that happened. But, I mean, Gasly's not 
pushing for that P5, P6. That's taken up now by Bottas. Bottas is the Mr. P6 now. So, yeah, AlphaTauri underperforming, not even close. All right, time for Alfa Romeo. Oh, baby. Woo! It's over. It's my turn now. It's over. The game's shut down. Alfa Romeo are definitely overperforming in a good way too. I was expecting them to be the bottom of the barrel. I was expecting them to be where Aston Martin are at the moment. That's where I thought Alfa Romeo would be. You listen to the early episodes of this uh, season, right at the start of this year, where I was predicting where the constructors are. I was wrong. Alfa Romeo looked damn good. Joe Guan Yu, he's looking pretty good out there for a rookie driver. You know, two races in Formula One, a couple of points already. You know, one of only 66 drivers to score points on debut. He's looking really nice at Bottas. Ooh, when he's taking it to his ex-teammate, beating out Lewis Hamilton in races. All right, challenging George Russell. Oh my gosh, it is a sight to behold. I love it. Definitely overs on that. Next up, Haas. That's right. That's right. I mean, you're kidding me? Didn't score a point for a couple of years. You've got Gunter saying that, you know, for two points, he would have been sucking everyone off from up and down the grid. Is that the exact quote he said? No, okay, maybe not. But Haas, definitely over. Got Mick Schumacher. Yes, he's been to it a couple of times. I don't think they're going to be overs for the entire year. I think they're going to slowly correct and come back a little bit, but definitely overs at the moment. Kevin Magnuson, a.k.a. K-Mag, a.k.a. the Viking Princess, he is looking very, very comfortable there indeed. Definitely overs for them. Next up is Alpine, and I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to give it this. You know. Yeah. It's my turn now. They're getting the overs. Because right now they're sitting fourth in the constructors. They've got both drivers scoring points. I mean, they did have a retirement there. They've got the drivers fighting each other. I love it. But Alpine are looking okay. And I think they're only going to get better in the upcoming weeks and upcoming races as well. I would love to see Oscar Piastri step in and replace uh, Alonso. I love you, Alonso. I'm sorry to all my Spanish listeners out there. Going to get a lot of hate for that. But, I mean... They're looking okay. They're not They're not the Alpine of last year. They're not Renault from a few years ago. They're now trying to get... Well, they're beating out all those other teams. The best of the rest now is sort of like Mercedes, Alpine, like down that way. All right, right now it's Red Bull, Ferrari are competing for the championship and the rest are all going for that best of the rest. And Alpine are sitting right pretty there. But third in the constructors at the moment is Red Bull Racing. Are they overs or unders? I mean, that's controversial, I know. Very controversial because they just won the last race. They got a first and fourth in the last race. But what happened that first race? Right? Three of the four Red Bull engine cars couldn't even finish because your car wasn't reliable. So now we've got reliability issues moving forward. You know, you should really be sitting second, potentially first. Right? If you didn't have reliability issues, you would be first on the constructor's uh, table at the moment. Right now, you're sitting third. So I've got to say, unders, that's probably going to change in a few weeks' time when we do it again. But yeah, giving you unders right now. And next up, Mercedes. Oh, no. 
I mean, that's a no-brainer. No-brainer. They're definitely performing unders right now. They don't look good. They're going backwards. I know they're bringing a package to Melbourne. So who knows? Who knows? But right now, when you've got Hamilton going for 10th, fighting Haas's or beating Haas's or losing the Haas's in 10th, you know, that's a lot of questions need to be asked. you got eight championships in a row for him. Uh, Seven-time world champ now is scrapping through for one point in an eight-constructors championship car. You're definitely unders on that. That one's not even close. And finally, Ferrari. I don't know. I don't know. They better than we thought? You bet your ass they are better than we thought. Over. The game's shut down. Sorry. But yes, of course they're overs. All right, you've got... Charles Leclerc absolutely dominating, always putting himself in a position to win the damn race. I mean, and who's the other guy? Who's the other guy at Ferrari? Oh, yeah, it's Carlos Sainz. Smooth operator. operators Carlos Sainz I mean he's disappointed in his results but he's still right up there right up there so Ferrari they're 100% overs because they were for the first half of last year losing out to McLaren they got their shit together about halfway through that season though after the Monza incident where McLaren went 1-2 it's been all Ferrari in that little head-to-head battle so right now, Ferrari, the best team out there with the best car. They're looking very, very good. They are definitely overs in a segment we like to call Over and Under. Oh, my God, this intro is Sometimes incredible. we try our best. Woo! And sometimes our best is not good enough. Sometimes it's not. But it's now time for the number one segment in all of podcasting. Yeah, baby. Over and Under. It's over and under. It's over and it's under. With wonder and plunder. Oh, the wonder and the plunder. Ooh. Over and under, baby. Ooh, baby girl. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, Is it? Or is it? Over, under, over, under, over, under. Okay, I'll say this. I was unsure going in with this segment. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Probably a good chance that this segment was under and it may get binned. But what do you guys think? Did I get it right? Were the overs right? Were the unders right? Williams under, Aston Martin under, McLaren under. No question. Ferrari over, Haas over, no question. Alfa Romeo over, no question. Not even going to debate it. Alfa Tauri, I went with under. Eh. Red Bull Racing, I mean, you know. That first race cost them. It could be the championship later on. So under Mercedes, definitely under, no question there. But that was over and under. Well, that's it for episode 125. 
What an episode it was too. If you've missed out on anything, make sure you go to parkingmyfairbay.com. Download all the episodes there as we welcomed a brand new legend to the Legends Club, Anthony. Woo! I can see him up there. He's already celebrating. He was only born about 20 minutes ago and now he's a fully grown man having the time of his life with some double Midoris doing some belly shots out of Caleb's belly button. That's interesting. Okay. Not going to question it. You guys do whatever you want up there. It's your corporate suite. It's the penthouse suite. You guys party hard all through the night. I'll be joining you in just a couple of minutes time. But make sure you go ahead, subscribe and follow on your podcast listening device because we're going to start talking about the Australian Grand Prix in the next episode. Start getting you fired up for that one. But yes, I've got to give a big salute to all the legends that have signed up. Austin, Anthony, the newbie in there, Caleb, Chris and John. If you want to join the Legends Club, head over to the Patreon link in description. Get yourself an extra 20% off in the merch store as well. Pick yourself up one of those nice silk embroidered pimp robes. Woo! And as always... Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.